0: Welcome back, and welcome, Dad, as well, uh, to this 25th podcast in the Jesus Said That series. Uh, Today's episode is the fifth part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Jesus has been teaching about practicing your kingdom identity publicly for all to see, like a city on a hill or the light of the world. Why? So that people may see it and glorify God. Mm. But now his his tone is going to shift from public ministry to private ministry. He will instruct his followers on how to act in private, engaging in private ministries that others should not see or know about. So Jesus is going to give instructions on giving, praying and fasting in secret. He will offer illustrations of hypocrites and self-righteous people who perform these acts in public for the praise of others, ultimately missing out on the rewards from God. Mm. So we as Christians you need to listen to Jesus' words and evaluate this area of your life. So I'm really excited as we come because we see, we're going to see, you know, we need to be poor in spirit. We need to be merciful. Mm-hmm. We need to be the light of the world. And that's all public. Mm-hmm. But now we're, Jesus is going to say, okay, let me tell you how to do these certain things in private. This is podcast number 25 in the Jesus Said That series, looking at every word Jesus spoke in the New Testament. And today's episode is entitled, The Sermon on the Mount, The Secret Ministries of Giving, Praying, and Fasting. And this is taken from Matthew 6, 1 through 18. I'm Pastor Kenny Birds Jr., Associate Pastor at Comerander Bible Church and creator of Theology for Everyday Life for Kids. And I'm joined by my father, Dr. Ken Birds Sr., a graduate of Dallas Theological Seminary, author of the FIRE series, and senior pastor at Colmer Manor Bible Church. So anything you want to share with us or anything going on in your life you want to share with us before we hop into this passage?
1: Good to be back. Number uh, 25. That's just uh, unimaginable just that those weeks have uh, clicked off like that. Three such practical and necessary topics. Can't wait uh, for our listeners uh, to engage with us because uh, these are the rubber meets the road. And so I just love Jesus's teaching and and this will not disappoint. Yeah. So I'm
0: excited as we're going to be looking at this because like I said, it's very relevant. We all should be giving, we all should be praying and we should all be fasting. Exactly. And we have a lot of books, which can be helpful on how to Mm -hmm. do it, Mm -hmm. but to go to the source material and see what Jesus says is so important. So mm-hmm. let's just hop right into it. Sure. Uh, Matthew chapter six, verse one, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. Otherwise you have no reward with your father in heaven. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Jesus's sermon is kind of transitioning. Mm-hmm. He's moving from, Hey, there's a lot of things you should practice in public. Um, You should be practicing being meek. You should practice showing mercy. You should practice, you know, if someone strikes your cheek to turn it. Uh, So, but now he's kind of transitioning to that's how you act in public. Mm -hmm. But now this is how you should act in private.
1: If I were going to put up a sign, uh, it wouldn't be beware of dog. It would be beware of hog. uh, Because he's still getting at the heart of the scribes and Pharisees And they were greedy people who wanted so much attention. And it it is interesting, Luke 16, 14, now the Pharisees who were lovers of money. uh, So they wanted praise, they want money, and Jesus is going to get to the heart of the matter.
0: Yeah, and and Jesus' opening statement is, if you practice these secret ministries to be seen by people, you will not be rewarded. And it tends to be what I think, just looking at context, rewarded is ask what you're praying for Mm -hmm. or what you're fasting for won't be answered. So, Jesus is going to challenge the motive behind giving, praying, and fasting. Mm -hmm. So, if you're a Christian and you're listening, ask yourself, why do you pray? What are you praying about? Mm -hmm. Why do you give? And when was the last time that you had a fast? So, if your sole intention is to feel righteous, like you're a man or woman of God, you are falling into pride and mm-hmm. boosting your own ego. Um, ideally, it should be about see- not seeking recognition or inflating your ego. It should be about loving God with all your heart and loving your neighbor as yourself.
2: Mm-hmm. That's,
0: I, I feel like that's kind of the whole crux of the sermon. Yeah, love God and love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Notice what Jesus says. He says, be careful. This phrase appears 24 times in the New Testament, so Jesus is cautioning his followers to watch out and pay attention to ensure, they're, to ensure they perform good deeds with pure motives. Yeah. So, what happens to those who do good deeds for recognition? They don't receive them. So, uh, if you're doing good deeds, you won't receive heavenly rewards or blessings from God. Often
1: it's just, when do you want your reward? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Many would not identify with Jesus, for they love the praise of men more than God. And if we do this right, there comes a day when we will have the praise that will come from the lips of Jesus. And that's the praise we should be waiting for, where the scribes and Pharisees wanted their immediate reward. And that was all the reward they are going to get because they were so selfish in their motivation. Yeah. So, and I see that um, What Christians – we tend
0: to like people to see that we're spiritual. I know we have to be careful with judging, but people come to mind when we think of people we know who just always have God speak, always doing things in public. And uh, it's just so people can say that person's spiritual, mm-hmm. which God says, uh uh-uh, uh, you know. So let's move to verse two, in which Jesus is going to give instructions on giving. All Mm -hmm. right, so he lays it out, says, Don't practice these things in public. So now he's going to give instructions on these three things, and he'll start with giving. Mm. So, whenever you give to the poor, don't sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be applauded by people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. So, there's definitely humor here. Yes. You wonder if any uh, hypocrites are there in the audience. And uh, notice that Jesus expects his followers to help the poor. Mm -hmm. It's not if you give, it's whenever you give, implies that giving to people in need should be a regular part of the Christian journey. Um, We should just be giving people. And I I even see that in America, Mm -hmm. Um, at least traditionally, when there's ever a disaster, who's the people who give? Mm -hmm. It's the Christians. Now, our government does like spending our money. <laughs> but looking outside the government, it's usually Christian individuals who want to help the poor or those in need. But we shouldn't do it by standing on the street corner saying, hey, look at me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's why I always hated those TikTok challenges and um, you know to raise money, stuff like that. Maybe I've been guilty of that before. But where we're just trying to look at me, look at me, look at me. So, it's important to understand that
1: self-righteous people do good deeds, but for selfish reasons. We're all made in the image of God, Mm -hmm. so there is an ability within us to do uh, some good things. Uh, People go, well, that's impossible. You know, the Calvinist camp that, you know, you can't do anything good. Well, can a child of God with the Spirit of God within him do bad things? Of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you just have to consider being made in the image of God and, and what we can do. I remember when I preached this text some years ago, I had informed the ushers that we're going to have a special offering. Mm -hmm. So when I came up and after I got into the text and got to verse two, I said, Oh, oh, I forgot to give my offering. But then I took out, they weren't expecting it, a trumpet, which I played horribly. (laughs) Blew the trumpet, the ushers came, and for everybody to see, because that's exactly what was going on. What a hypocritical act.
0: And it's honestly virtue signaling to hear the praise of men. Yeah. Um, I know today we have a lot of virtue signaling, especially those outside of the Christian faith.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, look at our government; most of it is virtue signaling. You know, we hope these people are. You shouldn't do that to these people. Yeah. And it's basically, look at me; I'm such a good person. Exactly. And Christians can be guilty of that too; that they do it not to praise God, mm-hmm. but for people to look and say, "Hey, you're a cool guy." Yeah. Um, so, this is something I really want you to listen to our listener, Jesus told his followers how they should act in public in the first part of the sermon. Mm -hmm. We talked about that, showing mercy, being humble, going the extra mile. Mm. They did these things to be salt and light. And what was the reason? For people to see these works and glorify God. Hypocrites do not practice these things. Instead, they practice the secret ministries of giving, praying, and fasting in public because they're easy and it makes them look really spiritual. Exactly. It's hard to show people mercy. (laughs) It's hard Mm. to show kindness, go the extra mile when you're being abused, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but those are signs that you belong to the kingdom of God. So I think hypocrites, the Pharisees, self-righteous people, they like to do these other secret things in public because it's not a huge sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And uh, consider what Paul wrote to the church in Philippi in Philippians 2 3 through 4, mm. do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, mm-hmm. but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should not look to his own interest, but rather to the interest of others. And that applies to all of these. Mm. But when you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is simply giving the advice that when you give, do it without drawing any attention to yourself. Carry out your acts of generosity so discreetly mm. that your left hand doesn't even notice that your right hand has given money to the poor.
2: Mm.
0: Why? So your father, who sees in secret, will reward you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, uh, there's a lot of questions that come up with this. People say, "Well, can I do fundraisers? Can I do this?" And I really think the main motive here Jesus is addressing is your private giving life and that you shouldn't be, uh, you know, sounding the trumpet when you're giving privately. Exactly. Obviously, we have places where we can give in public, but it's not so that you're drawing honor to yourself. I mean, imagine that you're in church and they pass you the offering plate and you say, I can't give, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, I have to give in secret. That's not really what this is saying. Exactly. Unless… In comedy's sake, you're sounding the trumpet and you're flashing the check or the bills saying, mm-hmm. hey, look at me, look at me. Um, then you have a problem. But I, I believe this is really talking about giving um,
1: personally and not letting other people know. Do you have any thoughts on that? or? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's, it comes down to your motivation in why you're doing that. In Acts chapter 4, there was a great need that uh, people in Jerusalem were poor. Uh, We have instruction to care for the poor. And some people were actually selling their properties, but what they were doing was bringing the money and giving it to the apostles to distribute. Today, so many people want to give things directly, uh, you know, because why? You get recognition and notice from that person. Sometimes you can't avoid it. Sometimes, you know, there's a need. You see somebody, you have to give it to them. But I found it interesting that you had it given to the apostles who then distributed it. So I, I think it was showing that, you know, when the person received it, they had no idea where it came uh, from. And I'm uh,
0: not faulting people, but to look even at uh, Ananias and Sapphira, uh, they were so impressed by the people who gave, mm-hmm. such as Barnabas, and I don't think he was sinning, oh. but they looked at him selling all of his stuff. Exactly. <laughs> or some of his stuff. Yeah. And they're like, ooh, let's get some of that praise for ourselves. So they weren't pra- practicing this ethic here, and it resulted in their death
1: because they were doing it to be praised by men. God hates hypocrites. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And it's interesting, the church was just underway. You know, it wasn't uh, that long ago in Acts 2 that it had been birthed. And you have these two where it was such a strong message that I hate hypocrisy so much that two people died uh, doing this act of hypocrisy to receive the praise of men. So please don't practice in front of people. Uh, yeah. And your father who
0: sees in secret will reward you. Mm. So with the right motive, mm-hmm. God will bless your giving. Mm. And I think the good question to ask is, what is the right motive? Yeah. And I would say to love your neighbor as yourself. Um, I, th- I think it's that simple. Mm-hmm. I think we tend to complicate things right. and try to roll it into so many layers where it's mm. love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, no. We can have a whole lot of Bible studies talking on what it means to actually love your neighbor as mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean accepting sin. except, You know, yeah. love is based on truth of God's word. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. So, if you're writing this down, here is Jesus's advice on giving. First, the obvious: give to those in need. Um, don't draw attention to yourself. Don't be motivated. By the praise of men, do it because you love your neighbor as yourself, and what is the result? God will reward you That's right. and we we both know from pastoral ministry when people give to others um and we know who gives publicly and who gives privately mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that God tends to reward those who they do something that only the pastoral staff might know about right um or they say, "Hey, is there a need we can meet and those are the people that tend to get blessed. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I'm not saying a prosperity gospel here that if you give, 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 you'll be mm-hmm. blessed, blessed, blessed. But the point is, if you're doing it for the right motive, exactly, your love of the common man, um, the poor
1: man, God will reward you. And the Lord loves to keep us uh, fully funded. I mean, hmm. those that are generous in their giving, can you think anybody better that have more given back to them because they just want to keep giving anyhow, so- it, it, it fits the profile. Yeah. And, and we find generally it's the people with less
0: money who give more. Isn't it's, it true? Statistically, yeah. it shows that, yes. It's kind of interesting thing. So mm-hmm. that was Jesus' advice on giving. Now he's going to move on to praying. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll have a couple questions for you in a little bit about public prayer. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's start with this. Whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. Mm-hmm. So, notice that Jesus expects his followers to pray. It's kind of like, duh, obvious, yeah. but we mm-hmm. need to be prayer, praying mm-hmm. a lot. Then mm-hmm. a Christian's prayer to life should be as continuous as breathing air. It should just be right. um, pray without ceasing. And a lot of people have asked me about that, and I just kind of explained that in your mind, you're kind of always shooting up prayers. Yeah. It's like you're in continuous talk with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you notice, and you probably did, the hypocrite's selfish motive? They want to be seen by people. That's why they're praying. That's why they're it's praying. to be seen by people. Now, when I was thinking about this, I just had some time to reflect on it. I've taught it a few times. Uh, mm-hmm. And in prayer, we admit that we are poor in spirit, and in need of the Father's help. Mm -hmm. You're basically saying, I can't do this myself. We come as humble children asking our mighty Father for assistance. Mm -hmm. So we're coming to him saying, God, help in this area, that other area, whatever it may be. So prayer is a time of communion with God and not an opportunity to impress others. So the hypocrite, on the other hand, is proud and not poor in spirit. Mm -hmm. His desire is for people to see his righteousness and praise him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told the congregation on Sunday that prayer is all faith. Mm-hmm. You're talking in your mind, maybe out loud, yeah. but you can't see God. You're not hearing visible responses, hopefully not. <laughs>
1: That's right.
0: And uh, it's a faith thing. Mm-hmm. So Jesus says, don't show off in the synagogues and on the street corners so that people will be in all of you and
1: say, he's so spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, any thoughts on that? As, uh, I just I quickly, believe. I still remember flying to uh, Israel in 1993. And it was prayer time the rabbis came right down center aisle got in front of everybody and then they prayed and i thought why not in the back of the airplane <laughs> uh, number two is interesting one of the uh, sites we saw on the mount of olives was the church of Potter noster mm. our father mm. there are over 50 plaques back in the day of the our father prayer mm. in 50 different languages or so today there's 140 of them which is just mm-hmm. interesting but point is if i knew every language and I could pray that prayer, you know, later Jesus say, like, you know, you're not going to be heard for your many words. It's just, that's what we learned in the Catholic church. You know, I'd go in and I'd give my confession and the priest would say, Well, say five our fathers and four uh-huh. hail Mary's. And it's just um, not the way it's supposed to be done. So much showmanship. Uh, and that's what we were even taught through our uh, religion. I always challenge Catholics, read the Bible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: Why does it seem like, and this is just true. Most of the doctrines the Catholic Church teaches go against the words of Scripture. Yeah. And it is such a man made religion that uh, you could technically say the Catholic or the universal church started out well. Yeah. <laughs> but um, all the crazy things they teach, the books they've added to the Bible, how mm-hmm. tradition, yeah. Uh, I mean, when they say the Pope, when he speaks, it's the same authority when he sits in a special chair, mm-hmm. and he speaks, it's the same as Jesus Christ. It's like, yeah. come on. So, uh, yeah, if, if you're in a Catholic church, please, I would say, get out mm-hmm. and uh, read your Bible. See what Jesus says for himself. Read right. the Apostle Paul. And all of a sudden, you might say, hey, <laughs> yeah. what they're telling me is not true. I mean, even just seeing a priest I mean, we're all called priests now. Exactly. Why do I need to go to him? Is They say there's one mediator between God and man, Jesus. So why do I need a priest again? Uh, it's just awful. But
1: real quickly, yesterday was October 31st, and it was called Reformation Day. Oh. And uh, you had Martin Luther, an Augustinian monk, and they tried to kind of get him away because he was asking all these questions. So they sent him somewhere to study the scripture. Mistake. <laughs> and he was in Romans 117. And he saw the just shielded by faith, and it was what provoked him to come to his faith in Christ, and then eventually walk away from the movement, because what was being taught in the church was not what was in the scripture.
0: And I always look at movements, how do they respond to people who rebel? Yeah. Catholic Church, they just tried to kill everybody. That's right. They tried to kill him. Um, They killed Tyndale. Yeah. They killed Hus. (laughs) You can just... So you ask, okay, uh, turn the other cheek, show mercy, Mm -hmm. Uh, and you look at them and it's like, you say the Lord's Prayer in English and we'll kill you. That's right. And I mean, look it up, it's history, it's fact, Mm -hmm. you you can't change it. So, crazy. But now getting back to this praying in public, Mm -hmm. uh, A.T. Robinson, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but Uh, These were the customary locations for prayer, the synagogue and the Mm -hmm. street corners. Why? Because that's where people gathered for business or conversations. If a Pharisee found himself at one of these locations during the times of prayer, he would adopt a posture of prayer, much like modern-day Muslims, Mm -hmm. so that others could witness his outward display of piety. Mm -hmm. So, can you just imagine it? You're just talking to your friend. And all of a sudden it's prayer time and he just lifts up his hands and he starts rocking and praying and <laughs> say, what's your problem? I know, yeah. But the point is, it's not to God, it's to men. Right. So, but when you pray, go into your private room, shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. So those are the words of Jesus from verse six. Jesus simply wants you to pour out your mind and your spirit to your father. You want him to intercede on behalf of the people you are praying for. And you don't seek self-praise. You just desire
1: private time with the father. If I can just chime Amen. in real quick an illustration, you know, imagine, you know, you're a little boy and I'm in there with you and you're praying and then you're praying, dear God, bless mommy, bless daddy, and God, give me a new bike. <laughs> and I say, uh, son, God's not, you know, hard of hearing. And you say, well, you know, I know that dad, but grandmother's in the next room and she is, <laughs> True. She's not- Whose attention are you trying to True. get, right?
0: Yeah. And Christian, be very aware because yeah. we see hypocrite and we kind of sometimes, that's not me. Yeah. But how many Christians love to hear that they're spiritual or knowledgeable or wise? Mm-hmm. And um, be careful not to fall in this trap. So go into a private room, shut your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. That's right. All right. Verse seven, when you pray, Don't babble like the Gentiles since they imagine they'll be heard for their many words. Don't be like them because your father knows the things you need before you ask him. So don't believe that prayer must be long. Mm -hmm. I I think that discourages a lot of people from praying because they think they have to have a certain list of things or that you must use some mystic or traditional formula. Mm -hmm. There are aids that can help us, Mm -hmm. but um, we should simply share our needs with God and let him take it from there exactly the beauty of this is that god himself will reward you for praying in private so here is jesus's advice on prayer first of all obviously make sure you pray mm-hmm. <laughs> okay do it privately not as a public spectacle to impress others don't babble or think that your prayers need to be long do it because you are poor in spirit and depend on god the result God will reward you. And I think in this context, it's answer your prayers. Right. Yeah. Now, what would you say about public prayer, such as church services or mm-hmm. um, how disciples all got together? They obviously weren't in private, they yeah. were um, doing it together. How would you uh, combat someone who says, hey, we should just only pray behind closed doors?
1: What would you say about, you know, what advice would you give them based on that? Yeah. Great question. And First Timothy 2. Uh, Paul's given instruction to Timothy, and the context of uh, First Timothy is that you might know how to behave in church. Mm -hmm. That's First Timothy 3.15. And then he says, hey, this is how you pray for the pastoral prayer, which is a public prayer in front of everyone. Uh, And he gives them instruction on how to pray. The early church met often, even in uh, the book of Acts. And when they were persecuted, what do they do? A group of them got together. And and they prayed and, and God empowered them. So you have plenty of examples in the scripture of a group praying. And we just have to make sure because we're in our closet praying and staying right with God that when we're praying in public and with others that our hearts are right and praying uh, mm-hmm. accordingly. And I think it all comes back
0: to that motive.
1: Yeah, it sure Why does. Why are you doing it? Um, I know if I was
0: standing on the corner and trying to pray, I, I wouldn't be focused at all.
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and. I think that's the whole point on private prayer. And I also think we do public prayer in the sense that a service, yeah. um, because we're we're doing what Jesus is about to do, mm-hmm. and that's give an illustration about how to pray, because right. people do need to learn how to pray. Remember, there's no magic formula or anything. Mm-hmm. But in the next couple of verses, Jesus provides his disciples with a simple template that illustrates how to pray. So this is not the Lord's Prayer. Jesus never need to ask for forgiveness. Right. This is the disciples' prayer. Mm-hmm. It's an outline that Jesus' disciples could follow. So I think there's nothing wrong with setting up template prayers to say, hey, use this as a springboard. Mm-hmm. You know, when you don't know what to say, maybe sure. we'll start with this and then yeah. go from there. Really? Nothing wrong with that. Right. So, uh, but Jesus, he he... Specifically said, don't babble. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like take this prayer and just repeat it, repeat it, repeat exactly. it. Exactly. That's going against the very thing he said. Sure. So now he's going to teach his disciples how to pray, mm. a template that they can follow. Therefore, you should pray like this. And look how simple it is Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. Mm. Uh, when you pray, you should. Honor the Father in your prayers. Worship Him with your words. So
1: it's a good way when you're just praying to also use it as a time of worship. You got a little transition, I think, going on, which I find Mm -hmm. just very encouraging. The Old Testament, Israel rarely uh, thought about God in the sense of our Father. Usually it was more of a relationship Mm -hmm. um, that was corporate, the entire body, where it seems to get very private here Mm -hmm. in the New Testament, you know, because God has given us the Spirit, cries out, what? Abba. Father so you need to have um this relationship, and in the New Testament it bears out more and more where we look at God as our as our Father, which makes it very personal and it's our Father, yeah, <laughs> not right. just mine, that's right, so
0: your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, mm-hmm. so pray that the Father's physical kingdom will come down to earth um, we know this will occur at the second coming mm-hmm. so a lot happens before that. Uh, we have you know, the rapture, the tribulation. At the end of that tribulation, he returns. Mm. But we should be asking that his physical kingdom come. Right. And that request that God's will will be accomplished on earth in the same way as it is in heaven. And uh, not to beat a dead horse, but this is why I really believe that god God knows all things. God can accomplish all things, but God has not predetermined all things because then prayer is meaningless. Exactly. Why would I say, or why would Jesus say, your will be done on earth if everything is God's will? It would be a totally worthless statement to make. It appears that in heaven his will is carried out, Mm -hmm. but on earth we need to pray, Father, your will be done. And I I would say in all our ministries and how we treat our children, wives, whatever it is, um, we pray your will be done. Mm And then we go to asking for needs. Mm-hmm. Give us today our daily bread. So ask your father to provide for your daily needs, such mm-hmm. as food, clothing. Yeah. Um, and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Uh, request that God forgives your sin since you have forgiven all those who have wronged you. So I, you know, we, I never go into prayer and just say, hey, God, forgive me, and then th- know that I've sinned against somebody um and do not bring us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one mm-hmm. so from my studies i figured mm-hmm. this can be translated do not lead us into testing sure. so a disciple of as a disciple of jesus you should ask god to spare you from testing recognizing your weakness and the need for protection from the devil mm-hmm. so i don't think there's i think that's more jesus's point because we know God does not tempt, exactly. but he does test. Mm-hmm. And there's a big difference there. Mm. But you can even say, hey, God, please, please don't even let me be tested. Right, you know, yeah. Let me yeah.
1: mature here. Exactly.
0: And also deliver us from the evil one. Mm. Uh, I, I'm wondering who knows, but how many people die needlessly or how many people fall into sin simply because we don't pray for them to be delivered from Satan? Mm. Um, Or if you forgive others their offenses, your heavenly Father will forgive you as well. Mm -hmm. But if you don't forgive others, your Father will not forgive your offenses. So always pray for others. If you don't, you're a
1: hypocrite, and this will impact your prayer life. So I I think it's important, too, to recognize that after this great prayer that Jesus gives as a template for his disciples, the one thing he kind of comes back and he hits a second time is the need to forgive others i think that's such a key uh component of christian life i think sometimes we just harbor bitterness and it inhibits so much of our walk with god that jesus kind of comes back and he just nails it again because showing the importance of honoring to forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors
0: well if you even think of progression of the sermon it starts okay these are what you need to do publicly be salt light so forth and then it moves to what you shouldn't do,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like murder, all those types of sure. things. But everything always goes back to the mind and the motive. Mm-hmm. And now it's coming to the private part mm-hmm. and it's saying, okay, these are what you need to practice in secret, mm-hmm. but it all goes back to motive as well. Exactly. So I think that's kind of the point Jesus is hitting. What's your mm-hmm. motive for mm-hmm. doing all these things? So then we come to the final section. So Jesus's instruction on. Fasting um I don't know about you, but it seems like when I, when people fast, they love to tell others yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's, people yeah. love to tell you when they're fasting, and I don't mean in a pastoral yeah, hey, can you you know keep me in prayer? I'm going to be fasting, sure. and I, you know, I really need as much spiritual support as yeah. possible. Can you check up on me? I'm talking about people telling a lot of people, I'm fasting, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and don't do that don't right. Pray. Verse 16, whenever you fast, once again, assuming you fast, mm-hmm. don't be gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so that their fasting is obvious to people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. So once again, their motive to be noticed by others. Um, just imagine uh, you walking in the church on Sunday and your hair is kind of messed up and you're tired and People say, oh, What's wrong, Pastor? And you say, I've been fasting for three days. You know, people are going to say, Oh, you're such a good man. Jesus saying, Don't do that. Exactly. Um, do the opposite.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Jesus says they have their reward, That's the praise true. of man, which is kind of ironic because that is what they're seeking after all. Exactly. What <laughs> so, want. but when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face. So that your fasting isn't obvious to others, but to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. So notice that when you fast, it should be done without others noticing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, now, I always tell people, you know, if if you're a, a young person living with your mom and dad, if mom cooks your dinner, tell her that you're fasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that... She- she doesn't think something's wrong. Exactly. Or if you're married and you know it's during mealtime or something, you might want to share with that person. But that's more so you don't cause trouble. Exactly. It's not so look at me. Um, so use wisdom when you do it. Mm. Also, I would say start slowly with fasting. Don't say, I'm going to go five days without eating and exactly. then you'll fall over. <laughs> so uh, use wisdom. But do it in secret so that your father sees you will mm-hmm. reward you. Mm-hmm. So here's a advice on fasting, and then we'll wrap this up. Mm-hmm. First of all, make sure you fast. Mm-hmm. I would say a lot of people don't fast in the church. Um, I say a lot of people don't wanna give up the food. Mm-hmm. And I know personally some people fast simply because it's a health benefit. Exactly. So the motive way. isn't spiritual, right. it's health, which yes, it's okay to fast to take care of your health. That's a wonderful thing. But don't disguise it as being spiritual um, if you're fasting. you know, Be discreet so people won't know you're fasting. So mm-hmm. once again, this is a spiritual fast. You're praying to God. You're asking him to do something. Be discreet. People don't know. Don't do it to impress others. Do it because you're poor in spirit and depend on God. The result, God will reward you. Uh, before we
1: move into our single employment point, anything you want to share? Yeah, I I think Christians would do well to have regular fasting. And what I mean by that is to have some plan. And, and the reason I say that, when you study, for instance, Matthew's gospel, and Jesus gave his 12 the ability to cast out demons, uh, clearly did that, Matthew chapter 10, uh, when they were called apostles. And you get to chapter 17, and a man is— uh, Uh, comes to the apostles, Peter, James, and John are with Jesus on the mount, the nine are alone, and they cannot cast out the demon. You ask, what happened? Mm. And at the end of the account, it says this kind comes out only by prayer and fasting. Uh, I think the problem with the uh, nine, they were jealous, and because they weren't spiritually disciplined, they had wrong motivation. Mm. Perhaps that might have saved Ananias and Sapphira's lives, had they had that same, you know, regular fast and staying close to God like Barnabas. Uh, so I think fasting should become part of our lives. And practical
0: advice here, which you're leaning towards, is yeah. time management. Um, if you're listening to this, are you someone who says, if, if it starts at six, I'll be there at six? Now, I used to be very bad with time management. Um because it was just how I was, mm-hmm. uh, call it lazy, call it whatever. But then you start seeing, okay, I need to be early, I need to be ready, I need to be prepared, mm-hmm. and uh, it bugs me. Like uh, on on Sunday, I I went to church, and you know I'm early for praise team practice, sure. all that, and then it's like my battery and my guitar is dead, yeah. and then it's like, oh, I I wish I would have thought of that aspect, but. The point being, we need to have good time management so that we have time for prayer, that we have time for fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, you could even say it for giving. Do, mm-hmm. we make, do we look at our schedule and say, "When was the last time I have actually gave to somebody?" Mm-hmm. Um, so time management is important for these to set up, okay, when am I going to fast? When am I going to pray? Mm-hmm. And um, just do it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, with all that said, Let's look at our single employment point because sure. we kind of hit on it, but yep. I just want to get a little more practical. Mm-hmm. Jesus revealed the private ministries of giving, praying, and fasting mm-hmm. so think of this once again. This is your individual ministry that you yourself do. if you're part of a prayer ministry, God bless you, you know, mm-hmm. ask for prayer request you know ask how you can help people mm-hmm. but uh cuz the motive should be your you know doing it for god same with giving you know mm-hmm. if you're seeking funds it's a it's a fine thing um but at the same time when it comes to your private life you sh- this should be all done in your personal life in private so i just want to cuz some people get very confused with that exactly so jesus desires all who belong to his kingdom to give pray and fast mm-hmm. However, he expects them to do it with pure motives. Mm. And I think in the individual context, as he's speaking to here in private, this pleases the Father and brings blessings. Mm. So questions I need to ask myself, can I recall the last time I gave without anyone knowing about it? How often do I pray? When was the last time I fasted? and thoughts. Do I desire to practice these ministries in public so that other people will praise me?" Mm-hmm. So it's really just a heart check. Absolutely. Uh, this, and that's why I encourage people, um, if you can, memorize the Sermon on the Mount, because it's everything we should or should not be doing. Because exactly. <laughs> there are timeless kingdom principles. This isn't just to Israel, exactly. it isn't just to the Church, these are revealing the heart of God exactly. to us. Yes, the time and place, we understand when it happened, but yet these principles he's teaching are timeless. Mm-hmm. So, um,
1: before we wrap it up, anything you want to uh, share with us? Yeah, um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, it speaks of the beam of seat when we'll stand before Christ. As you know, some people's works, uh, I think because of impure motives, will be burned up to be saved, but yet as through fire. But when you come over to chapter four in uh, First Corinthians, Paul basically says, because he was being judged harshly by outsiders, he basically says, I don't care, Mm. because it really doesn't matter what you think of me. But then he writes, therefore, and it's a conclusion, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes. And by the way, that's put in the past tense, this is as good as he's already here, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the heart. Then each one's praise will come from God. I think what he's speaking of are those things done in secret that no one knows about, but Jesus does, the great record keeper. And the praise will come, but let's wait uh, for it to come from him instead of ruining it because we need to be like Ananias and Sapphira.
0: No, we need everyone to uh, look at us. Exactly. So um, that was podcast 25, the Sermon on the Mounts. Uh, The Secret Ministries of Giving, Prayer, and Fasting from Matthew 6, 1 through 18. Mm -hmm. And uh, next week, or I say next week, it's Mm bi-weekly. So next time we're here and record, it's going to be on God and possessions Mm -hmm. and anxiety. (laughs) So it's uh, really good. Uh, Got a minute or two here. Do you want to share anything that you're doing?
1: Oh, and I won't ask you about your private ministry. Tell us on what you gave. Actually. I appreciate that. Yeah, this has been uh, quite some year. Uh, you know, we started the Ken J. Bird Senior Foundation in January, and God has just been so gracious to us. You know, we're trying to get uh, materials uh, to uh, ministries around the globe, like in mm-hmm. India and the Philippines and other places that can't afford to have these materials. We've done a lot with that, and God has just blessed uh, amply. One of the things you and I know is that we have a lot of Hispanics around mm-hmm. us and uh, the book of Ephesians, uh, my English version will not come <laughs> out, interestingly, to uh, May of next year. It's actually May 28th. Why do I know that? It's my uh, 41st anniversary, uh, but the Hispanic edition will be out shortly mm-hmm. and, you know, we'll have three books done in Spanish, the devotion book, the attributes and then Ephesians because we want to have these training materials. Uh, for our brothers and sisters in America who read Spanish and around the globe. So just sharing that for everybody to keep us in prayer, because God is just uh, helping us to make disciples of all nations. And I believe that a link to the
0: foundation will be on the bottom, because as we saw in our podcast, we're we're supposed to give, and it's nice to open up avenues that you can give. And the thing is, it is discreet on top of that, because uh, no one else knows that you gave. When you do it, other than obviously uh, the treasure and so sure. forth, but I think it's a wonderful ministry. I always say that we we don't take any money from it. A hundred percent goes straight. The, no one makes any money off of this um, that ministry, and that's the way it should be. You know, mm. I, I believe. Yes, yeah, right. But uh, that's one way to give. You know, yeah. I encourage people to give a church, uh, find people with needs and just meet them. Amen. A lot of good stuff going on with me, obviously adjusting with the fourth born yeah, and uh, <laughs> having a good time. Working really hard, just finished uh, script 24 in my kids curriculum. So it's uh, really coming along well. Um, it's season two of my animated series. So I wrote everything. So my next part is to record all the vocals, which, which take a while. So, um, It's not easy animating and doing all that on top of pastoral ministry, but I really feel it will be a good tool. So uh, there'll be a link on the bottom too, if you want to watch any of those shows. Once again, it's all free. It's instructing children how to live by looking at every uh, narrative starting now with the life of Jesus. So um, that's what I've been busy doing. So uh, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll hopefully, uh, we won't see you next time, but you'll see us and uh, God bless you.